Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. There's been a lot of stuff today that uh, has gone up on the site at Small Screen, which is uh, which is the website that I am the editor of. Uh, and um, you can go over there right now at small-screen.co.uk. If you could also like and subscribe, that'd be wonderful if you could do that. And um, if you could follow Small Screen everywhere uh, on uh, on socials at small uh, at small screen co uh, that would also be wonderful and now that i've got all of that out the way also actually no i haven't there's one last thing you can also uh, if you would rather listen to this as a podcast you can you can find this wherever you get your podcasts at small screen stories and uh, if you're listening on on um, itunes or sorry apple Podcasts, i always say itunes i have just not got off <laughs> just not been able to get that out of my head uh, yeah you can also find uh, find that and give us five stars on apple Podcasts. that'd be wonderful uh, that was a bit of a <laughs> really weird introduction to this show and let's get right into the news and at the top at the very top we've got doctor strange 2 so it's been revealed that doctor strange 2 the production it, which is actually in the UK uh, has been put on pause because of the lockdown, the new lockdown rules over there in the United Kingdom. So there have been a lot, a lot of new cases of coronavirus in the UK, and because of that, uh, the the Prime Minister Boris Johnson has basically put the country in lockdown in all but name. It is a lockdown. I think he's calling it Tier Five, which is just absolutely ludicrous. But I don't want to go into politics right now. But those sorts of things, they do have a knock-on effect. And one of the big knock-on effects is that things like productions like uh, Doctor Strange uh, in in the Multiverse of Madness have been put on hold because they are going on over there in the United Kingdom. This was actually revealed by uh, Elizabeth Olsen when she was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. So she's actually in the UK now and she is filming Doctor Strange 2 because she is going to be in that, uh, in certain scenes in in that movie. And she said, she told Jimmy, since the hospitals are overwhelmed here, we can't go back to work until that calms down. So just safely hanging out here and really grateful to to be working. Uh, Disney has kept me very busy during the quarantine. So, yes, so she's obviously talking about um doctor strange 2 over there and it wasn't actually officially confirmed by marvel that they've had to put the production into into well lockdown so pause uh she it was kind of rumored for a while that she'd be in doctor strange 2 it was then officially revealed by kevin feige that she was going to be in that movie that was revealed at the disney investors day presentation and uh, it was also it's also being rumored that doctor strange might turn up at the end of wandavision and uh, people have been saying that this is going to kind of going to be like a trilogy. So it's going to start off with WandaVision, which is coming out very soon. The 5th, 15th of January, the first episode drops. I cannot wait for that. And then that's going to move on into Spider-Man 3 and then Doctor Strange 2. So all these films together, well, not films because WandaVision is not a film, but all of these things together will kind of um, make up. Uh, a trilogy, uh, like a, a sort of trilogy, the multiverse trilogy, let's call it, because it seems as though WandaVision is going to be the catalyst in getting uh, the multiverse into the MCU, and then that's going to be expanded upon in Spider-Man 3, and then that's even get, we're going to get into that even further in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So what do you make of this news? Are you a bit worried? Does this mean it could mean which is why I wanted to talk about it. It could mean that the release date of Doctor Strange 2 will be pushed back. So I think as far as I'm aware, uh, Spider-Man 3 is still going ahead, and that's because it's filming in, in Atlanta, not in the UK. 
So I don't believe there are any lockdown rules going on over there. There are <laughs> the United States is dealing with its own problems at the moment. Uh, you've probably seen. I don't. Again, I don't really want to talk about politics on this show, but that that is happening. But I don't believe productions are being shut down in the US, whereas in the UK they very much are, which is actually affecting a lot of things. Um, one thing I'm going to be talking about in a second, uh, well, not in a second, in the TV part of the, of the show, but let me know what you guys think about all of this in the comments below. Right, moving on, and moving on to James Gunn. So James Gunn has been dropping some interesting little, uh, I suppose, anecdotes is the best word, the words to call, to call it, uh, about his, about filming, what it was like filming the Guardians of the Galaxy films. So during, like, he basically has been revealing this all on Twitter, um, and he revealed, for instance, that uh, Chris Pratt likes to make pew-pew noises. <laughs> when, so I'll, I'll bring it up here for you guys. So when Chris Pratt fires, a space, um, fires space guns, he literally, and this is no joke, <laughs> accidentally makes pew-pew sounds until I point out he's doing it. I'm not sure if this is in the moment or insane, but it's one of my favorite things. He then went on to talk about Dave Bautista, takes his craft very seriously, he's grounded and real emotion and not showy the difference between dave and many wrestler actors when is when you look in your uh, is when you look in his eyes on set he's in a place he's supposed to be not thinking about what he's going to do next then he also said that um <clears throat> he stole uh he stole the idea of, uh, from fan, th fan theories on twitter which i thought were hilarious so that's to do with um stanley's uh <laughs> stanley's cameo in i think it was um Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as the Watcher informant. Um, and then here uh, he said he storyboards every single shot in every movie I do myself. They're famously, they're famously mocked by everyone and understood by few but me. They get the job done. <clears throat> we turn uh, the storyboards into animated previs for some big action scenes composed of a lot of visual effects. So he's kind of just been doing this all week. And this is one of the reasons why I think many people love James Gunn. It's why I love James Gunn. He's very open about things. He likes to talk about his craft. He likes to talk about what it's like filming these things. And it's, it's exciting for people that are interested in, especially Marvel movies, but just interested in filmmaking in general. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Are you excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? He, of course, is... He's wrapped filming on the Suicide Squad, but I believe he is uh, he's getting to the end of that of that movie. I think they're doing a lot of um, sound stuff and, and visual effects stuff for that film. But then he's going to be doing, um, I believe he's doing Peacemaker almost immediately after that. And then he'll go on and do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So there's a lot of stuff to be excited for if you're a James Gunn fan. I'm very excited to see his uh, Suicide Squad. I think that's going to be fantastic. I also think the Peacemaker is going to be brilliant. It's going to star John Cena. And then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I'm just so happy that he's directing that film after all that, uh, well, what was basically nonsense uh, when he was fired for a couple of days. Well, it's actually ended up being, a, it was actually actually probably a couple of weeks, not, not more, but it wasn't revealed that he'd been brought back by Disney until much, much later. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, this next bit of, well, this, this next segment I want to dedicate to a bit of fan casting on my end. So, you might be aware of a singer called The Weeknd. His, um, he's pretty big at the moment. Uh, his real name is um, Abel uh, Tesfaye. Tesfaye, I think. Tesfaye? Tesfaye? I believe. I, again, I, this is a common theme. I'm terrible at names on this show, or just in general. But... 
he's commonly known as The Weeknd. That's his performing name. That's what he calls himself. Um, and he's recently, well, he recently, well, last year, he came out with a brilliant, brilliant album called After Hours. And he recently dropped a music video called Sa- uh, For Save Your Tears, which is a really, really great song. And I've been watching his recent videos uh, quite carefully. He's someone that every album he makes, he likes to adopt a persona. And this most recent persona he's adopted is the one I find the most interesting. It's, I think a lot of it is to do with celebrity, it's to do with fame, it's to do with money, it's to do with like just a, a abundant wealth. It's to do with America. It's to do with um, like the celebrity culture that's going on in the United States. And I think that's all very evident in these videos that he's been making. But the Save Your Tears one is the most shocking video of them all. And why am I talking about this? Well, the reason I'm talking about this is because I watched all those videos. And after having watched those videos and also having seen him in things like he was, uh, he's turned up as himself in Uncut Gems, for, uh, Uncut Gems, for instance, I could not help but think that he has to be cast as the Joker in Robert Pattinson's Batman movies. Now, I know you guys at this point might all be switching off and saying this is absolutely ridiculous, but just listen, you know, hear me, hear me out. And before before you, you actually kind of go, this is nonsense, I'm not going to listen to this, go and watch the recent video for Save Your Tears. Go and watch it now and then come back and, uh, well, if you're watching this live, stay with me, please, but... Um, <laughs> watch the video and then make the decision for yourself because he he's got prosthetics on his face he looks insane a lot I think a lot of that is to do with um he's making um some sort of some sort of commentary on um on um plastic surgery sorry especially in the United States and with celebrities and things like that but the whole video to me just looks like something the Joker would do I I know I I really like the idea of the weekend or a different type of Joker that to go up against Robert Pattinson's Batman. Now, I'm specifically saying that he should be cast as the Joker against Robert Pattinson's Batman because I think the um, juxtaposition of the two would work really, really well. I think because this Batman, as we've a lot of people have talked about, is not the kind of buff. Uh, version we've had in the past he's not like Ben Affleck he's not like Christian Bale if anything he's a bit more like uh, Michael Keaton he's a bit more wiry just in looks and, and body type and 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 the weekend would be kind of the juxtaposition of that because he's actually quite he's quite he, you know he's he's bulky he's quite well built and I like that I like the idea of him playing a kind of bigger more brutish joker but it's not even that it's just the character he's playing in this video in particular, and actually, if you watch all of the videos that have come out that he's done for the After Hours um, album, it's this kind of, he's got this um, flashy red jacket on, he's got the gloves, he's he's singing, he's a showman, he's got, you know, the the, the people in his bands are, are wearing these weird masks, and everyone he's, um, he's performing in front of are wearing these weird masks and kind of stationary, apart from the one girl. And I really do see this as an it would make such an incredible scene in a Batman movie. And he's actually, his performance in this video is insanely good. It's so good. I I watched it and I was like, he's he's an actor. He's a brilliant, brilliant actor. He's a fantastic performer. We know that already. But this, to me, the stuff he does, he's like, he's drinking champagne, spitting it, he's throwing it everywhere. He's, he, and then I think for me, the kicker was when he brings out the gun. And that was the moment I really just, and he starts, you know, playing around with it. And, and then uh, he, he, at the very end of the video, he puts it to his head and, and is like about to, 
it looks like he's going to shoot himself but then it's just it's confetti that comes out of the gun and I think that is such a joker thing to do so for me watching that video I just immediately thought this guy ha- they- Matt Reeves has to look at him because what an incredible bit of casting that would be we already saw people go nuts about the Robert Pattinson casting, which I personally think is fantastic. I think the casting director uh, involved in this Batman movie is fantastic. Now, I'm going to put all the rumors of the strife on set to one side because I actually think they're absolute BS. I think they're complete and utter BS, but they're there, which is a shame. So that might that that could factor in further down the line, but I, I personally hope not. But Imagine a movie which is Robert Pattinson's Batman pitted up against The Weeknd as the Joker. That's a movie I would see. I would love, love, love to see that film. And I wrote a big article about it. You can go and have a look at it and read it. And then if you don't, if you disagree with me, then fine. But I just want to put up one, one image. I want to put up that image. And and look at me and tell me that's that's not a fantastic joke a potential right there and then even even if I go even that it just looks cool and um and then here you can obviously see the the the, the, the weekend with all the prosthetics on his on, on his face but I, I really do uh, I, I really do think that it, I mean watch the video and make up your minds for yourselves I think he'd be wonderful. I think it would be really fascinating. Of course, he was in Uncut Gems. He did play himself, but that movie was directed by the Safdie brothers, who, of course, directed Robert Patterson in Good Time. So these things do actually end up lining up. So he's obviously interested in starring in films. And these, I genuinely think these these music videos, I've not been interested. In, I used to be really, really interested in music videos and used to love watching them. I think they got re- they've become really, really stale and really, really boring. Uh, if you know Adam Buxton, for instance, he d- he does a show called Bug, which is mainly about uh, music videos. It's fascinating. That show is fascinating because he goes out there and finds really interesting music videos. Unfortunately, there aren't really that many of them being made anymore. Uh, for instance, Zack Snyder came from you know came from a, a music video background. That's I, I believe. I, I might be mistaken, but. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, And I know there are lots of directors out there that have done, that have started working in a video, like um, a music video scene. Maybe it was Michael Bay. Maybe I'm mixing him up with Michael Bay. There is a director out there, a lot of directors out there that started off in music, doing music videos. Maybe a lot, (laughs) a lot. Um, I'm blanking on, on the names. I know there are a lot, but anyway, that's besides the point. What I'm saying is that these music videos are, I think kind of masterful I think they're I think they're mini masterpieces and they all kind of come together to form what is really quite like an interesting short movie and uh, I really really think you guys should watch them I think um, I'm hoping that it's going to start a new a a, a new kind of avenue in um, in the weekend's career because I think just watching those things and I think he's he's a fantastic fantastic actor and I think he'd make a really really good joker but let me know what you guys think about all that in the comments below you can disagree with me if you if you like you're very welcome to and you know what I think a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that one but I thought it was interesting and um it I wanted to write about it right moving on uh, moving on to Zack Snyder, and he actually revealed in a recent interview with, I think it was Comic Book Debate, he was talking to, uh, that he has a dream, and his dream is to direct Elektra. So do an Elektra movie. Basically, if he wanted to jump on over to Marvel, uh, he, this is what he said. I'll bring up the quote right here. 
He said, uh, that's the picture. So here we go. I would choose Electra Lives Again. Do you know... Um, do you know that Frank Miller comic book? It's a graphic novel about Electra. Daredevil is having these dreams about Electra coming back to life. And it's really cool and weird. It's just cool and beautiful. That's what I like to do. No one cares, but that's what I would do. So uh, yeah, I have read that comic book and it's actually really fun. It's, it's a really interesting comic book. And one thing that Zack Snyder is very good is he's at, he's, he's, um, he's visually a fantastic director. I think he's a really, really interesting director visually. Uh, I think he suffers a bit as far as story is concerned. But he would make a like just a brilliant looking Electra movie. And of course, we got the Jennifer Garner Electra film, which in 2005, I believe it was, which really wasn't very good. I think the character is in need of a, a little revamp. And uh, why not bring in Zack Snyder? I think Zack Snyder would be a great choice for that for that movie. I think really fascinating choice. And uh, I'd be interested to see who they get to play Electra because we already did kind of have a, a version of Electra in the um, in the Daredevil, uh, in the kind of uh, Netflix Marvel TV shows, and she was uh, introduced in Daredevil season two, I believe, maybe season one. But um, yeah, so really, I think it was season two. But I, I would like to see him do that. I think he would be really good at that. And um, he's also, there's also some more kind of Zack Snyder related news. And that's that um, there've been some stills released of uh, of uh, Darkseid and Steppenwolf in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So this is something that um, I'll, bring up the image of here, here is Steppenwolf in all his glory uh Steppenwolf looks so much better in um in, in this in Zack Snyder's Justice League he looked terrible if you want to know how he looked in the original that's how he looked like sorry there you go that that's the original Steppenwolf in Joss Whedon's Zack Snyder's Joss Whedon's Justice League not good this one is a lot better. And as for Darkseid, well, this is on Reddit here. And this is a scene that I think we've seen teased a few times now. But he, he looks pretty... Well, I'm going to use a word that I don't like. But he looks pretty dope. I'm going to say that. I think this... Uh, I, I really cannot wait to see to see this film. It's a film that uh, a lot of people have wanted to see for a long time. And, uh, and it's coming... I think the rumor is March 21st is the rumor. Um... I'll I'll double check that and see if uh, if those line up with my sources. But as far as I'm aware, I think it is March 21st. It's going to be released on HBO Max. But what do you make of those uh, of those still Im still images? And are you excited for um, for Zack Snyder's Justice League? Let me know in the comments below. Moving on to another Zack Snyder property, and that's Army of the Dead. So he dropped some new images uh, for his upcoming Netflix movie, Army of the Dead. So it sees him go back to the, his zombie roots. It's described as a, as a zombie heist movie, which I, I really like the sound of. Um, I'll show you the image that was, um, that was given to Entertainment Weekly, I believe it is. Yeah, it's Entertainment Weekly. And you can see the cast there, including Dave Bautista. And um, he, he also had a couple of things to say about the movie. So he said, it's a full-blown, balls-to-the-wall zombie heist movie. So it's genre-on-genre genre in a great way. So you expect pure zombie mayhem and you get that 100%. But also, you get these really amazing characters on a fantastic journey. It's going to surprise people that there's a lot of warmth and real emotion with these great characters. With Dawn of the Dead, we made uh, a zombie movie, but tried to do it all the way with all these tropes of the genre. What's so fun... So, uh, that was so fun. Sorry, so I, I started to think of what um, what were the other genres that the story didn't have room for. Uh, in this tone, uh, it's it's sorry, it's this tone where you have fun with the genre, but you don't make fun of the genre. It's a fine line. 
So uh, he, what he's saying there is that it's basically, it's going to be half kind of, well, not really half. It's a zombie movie meets heist movie, which I like the sound of. He also went on to talk a bit about Army of the Dead Lo- uh, Lost Vegas, which is the animated, um, I think, is it prequel? Yes, yeah, a prequel series that's also coming to Netflix. So it's, he had this to say, I've done a very deep dive with the why of the zombie plague and where it starts. Suffice to say that it comes from Area 51. That's in line with the film's opening scene, and then the whole cast in the animated, and then the whole cast is in the animated series, along with Kristen Slater as the bad guy. We really do a super deep dive on where this zombie plague came from, and that sounds to me really fascinating. I'm really, really excited for this movie. Uh, dare I say it? I'm actually more excited for Army of the Dead than Justice League, but that is just because. That is just personal because I love zombie movies and I do not think enough of them are made. Um, I think that it's a genre that's kind of, I wouldn't say gone a bit stale, but I'd say there hasn't really been a good zombie movie made since, um, well, yeah, I can't really think of the last good one. 28 Days Later was probably the best, like the best one to be made in recent in recent years. Oh no, there was a, a pretty good um, Korean one, uh, A Train to Busan. I haven't actually seen the sequel, which is apparently really good. Actually, no, they're, they're really good. So if if you were probably to look further afield, so say in Asia, you might find some really good zombie movies. I think there was a kind of a black comedy one that came from Korea, South Korea. Uh, there definitely was, but I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now. But yeah, uh, I'm excited for, for, for Army of the Dead. I'm excited that it's coming to Netflix. I think that's a good place for it. I'm also excited for this animated prequel series. I think it sounds great. But let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to an exclusive. So Bridgerton season two is already in the works at Netflix. This, so this is something that I've been working on for a couple of days now. Uh, I'm actually a big fan of this of, uh, of this new this new show, which uh, came to Netflix a couple of days ago, and is now uh, it's become a huge hit on Netflix. So it's uh, it's from the uh, the creative Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder. That's Shonda, Shonda Rhimes. And she uh, signed an exclusive deal with Netflix reported to be worth $150 million. And the very first of these shows that she's producing for them is Bridgerton. And Bridgerton is um, it's kind of, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting period drama. It kind of turns the genre on its head a bit. Uh, you know, you've got, um, for instance, uh, you've got very prominent um, black characters in it, which is not usual for a period drama, which I'm really, really, I'm a massive fan of. I love the fact they've done that. I think it's about time. Uh, we've also got, um, <coughs> well, uh, a, a potential Bond in one of its stars. I'm blanking on his next page. His last name is Jean. I can't remember his first name. But uh, he's really good in the series. And um, it's now revealed that, this, that the streaming service, that it's, going to be one of the big hits of the year for the streaming service it's now on its course to hit 63 million streams which actually means it's overtaking the queen's gambit as um as one of the most streamed uh, series of the year so that's going to be behind the likes of the witcher uh i believe like this is all time so the witcher tiger king uh money high season four and stranger things season three so it's doing really really well so what's what's happening with season two so i was asking around i was asking um uh, some of the people involved uh, in season one um, and some of those directors are the same and asking a lot and lots of questions and eventually I got a confirmation one of the uh, uh, questions I was asking is is season two happening and yes 
This is from a, an inside source. I won't say who it is, um, but they uh, uh, replied to me today. And I can say, so they agreed to be direct quoted for it. I can confirm that Bridgerton season two is already in the works. We're working on finishing off the scripts and we'll start shooting pretty soon. Can't tell you when exactly, but it'll start sooner rather than later, depending on lockdown rules in the UK. So most of this show is filmed in the UK. So again, this goes back to lockdown rules that's um, been implemented recently. We still don't really know how long these will last. And I did mention that this will carry, you know, carry on into the latter part of the show. And that's to do with Bridgerton. So I'm thinking that it's, we're probably going to see this show towards the end of 2021, beginning of 2022. I'm pretty sure Netflix will want to make it as soon as possible. So that's, you know, that Netflix has had a ridiculous 2020 so many hits in 2020 Bridgerton was kind of the last of them but you know they've had like hits well Cobra Kai for instance has done really well and incidentally Cobra Kai has uh, reportedly been renewed for season five and I actually can confirm from my own sources that that is the case Cobra Kai is uh, going to get a fifth season that season four is coming out later this year and that's after season three was released early it was released on the 1st of January has done really, really well. It's currently number five in the uh, Netflix kind of ranking system. Well, in France it is, but I'm not quite sure. In other areas, it'll probably actually be higher in other areas. But uh, that's done really well. So then we've had The Queen's Gambit that did really well. Started off the year with the likes of Tiger King that did really well. Money High Season 4 did really well. The Witcher kind of ended the year and went into 2020 as well. That did really well. So they've been doing, and also Midnight Sky, for instance, the new um, George Clooney movie's done incredibly well. Um, Extraction did really well. So it's been a brilliant year for Netflix. It's been a really, really good year for Netflix. And it looks like 2021 is going to be even better because we're the uh, the likelihood is they're going to, I'm pretty sure Netflix are going to work their hardest to get Bridgerton season two out in 2021. But we know that um, we now have sort, well, let me know what you guys think about that news, that the uh, about the Bridgerton news in the comments below. I kind of put them all together there, but um, I just wanted to cut this bit so I can cut the video here. <laughs> right, uh, that's for the uh, that's for the little clips I do after after doing this live. So I already mentioned Cobra Kai. Um, the the next Netflix show that was um, that that <laughs> is coming out in 2021 is Stranger Things season four. And uh, this is another thing I've been doing some digging about when is this show actually going to come, well, land, drop on Netflix, they like to say, because it hasn't actually officially been revealed, the, the release date. And um, I think I found when it's going to come come out. So this is actually something I found quite difficult to to really f figure out because uh, my people I've been contacting about this don't really want to tell me when it's coming out. They're just saying 2020. Uh, I heard, I did hear some people tell me summer of 2020, which this lines up with. So here we go. This is according to a, a Netflix um, account called Netflix Updates. They've found that um, Stranger Things season four is going to air, is going to land on the 21st of August, 2021, which kind of coincides with what I've been told about summer. Some people actually said end of summer. So that works out pretty well. So that means that we're going to get a nice little treat at the end of summer in tw in August, the 21st of August, 2021, Stranger Things season four will drop, which kind of makes sense because it's like we had, 
I was I was kind of wondering whether it might be more towards the end of the year, but it looks like it's going to be. I suppose August is still kind of near the end of the year, but uh, we've had like the Halloween one. We've had the when did it was July fourth? I think the um, season three came out. So this kind of makes sense in like changing of the seasons of different like literally the seasons change seasons if that makes any sense to you so we'll have like august kind of winter time uh like july beginning of summer and august end of summer beginning of spring no beginning of fall (laughs) sorry autumn um so uh yeah it makes it makes sense it makes sense as far as in that kind of theme that they've i think they've been going for so let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below right the final bit of news today is that robert downey jr is rumored to be in talks to star in the mandalorian so this comes from a website that i'm I'm gonna be honest i i hadn't i i wasn't really familiar with before now called pirates and princesses um and they're kind of they're very very kind of uh Disney focused of course and um, this is what they said so they said here I'll I'll direct quote them Uh, so let's just get straight to it we believe at this time based on our sources and uh, just breaking reporting that Robert Downey Jr. is in serious talks to join, join the Favreau Filoni Star Wars Cinematic Universe and then within the article they went on to say that it's specifically for The Mandalorian so they was they just said just breaking reporting and that comes from Daniel Rickman who also reported that this is happening. Um, I'm a bit s- skeptical about this to be honest because I think one of the I do know that John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. are very good friends. Of course, they both did Iron Man together and Iron Man Two, and they've been part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe together for a long, long time. And I do think Robert Downey Jr. has been looking to kind of get involved with another franchise after Doolittle kind of. fell through he's of course doing the Sherlock Holmes thing but who knows how long that will last for so it seems as though he wants to join the Mandalorian the the thing the thing that's kind of telling me that this might not be the case is that he is quite expensive Robert Downey Jr. doesn't come cheap but he's worked with Disney in the past he knows John Favreau very well he's very friendly with John Favreau then the second question is who will he play well I've seen a lot of people online go oh he's playing Grand Admiral Thrawn he would be so wrong for that part no, he's not playing. He's not playing Thrawn. I I've asked around about Thrawn, and I still have being told that Lars Mikkelsen is the front runner, even though people are going on about Benedict Cumberbatch and people like that. No, Benedict Cumberbatch is not really right for the role at all. And uh, they've shown um, that that as far I mean, like I, it's more, more to like just looking at what I think about this, Lars Mikkelsen not only does, he not only sounds the part because he literally voiced the role in Star Wars Rebels, he also looks the part so there's that, and then there's also the fact that um, Bo-Katan for instance was played by the voice actor um, banking on her name, uh, Katie Sackhoff so, you know, they, they are I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot said about Ahsoka Tano and the fact they wanted the, a lot of fans wanted the voice actor who I am, seriously, Ashley something I believe her name is, blanking on her name but then it went to uh, Rosario Dawson. But that's more of a looks thing, really. Rosario Dawson looks much more like Ahsoka Tano than the voice actor does. But again, I probably would have liked to have seen the voice actor play Ahsoka Tano in live action as well. But the thing is, Lars Mikkelsen, not only does he look the part, he's also a fantastic actor. And uh, as far as my sources are aware, they're actually quite far along in those talks between him and Disney and, and Lucasfilm. 
So I don't think uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be playing Thrawn. There, there are lots of other roles he could play. There's a, like potential like new roles that he could play, ones that aren't linked to previous Star Wars animated shows or in canon. Maybe you know Filoni and Favreau have come up with a new character that they feel he's perfect for. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, what do you make of this news, of this rumor? Would you like to see Robert Downey Jr. in The Mandalorian? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And with that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very, very much for watching and listening. So if you are listening to this as a podcast, I'm sorry for the preamble at the beginning. You can find this wherever you get your podcasts at Small Screen Stories. If you um, are listening on Apple Podcasts, then please give us five stars. If you are also... Uh, interested in following us on social media you can you can follow us everywhere at small screen co that's on instagram facebook and twitter you can go to the site right now and read the articles that's at small-screen.co.uk if you're interested in writing for us you can you can email me at edwards at small-screen.co.uk please send me your pictures we accept pictures we pay our writers and uh, I love to hear, hear your guys' pictures. You come up with brilliant ones. And we've had some fantastic writers over the last couple of months. And um, for instance, Doug, uh, we've had a, a great article today about the, uh, about the movie trends that we're expecting to see in 2021. And that was written by uh, Douglas, who, uh, Douglas Laman, who is a new, well, not a new writer. He's written for us before. But, you know, it's just, it's, you know, stuff that I like to do is just promote uh, people's writing and I like small screen to be an avenue for that uh, what else um, yeah you can follow me it's EJ Lauder and you can just yeah just like and subscribe if you can do that that'd be really good cool. that'd be really really cool too thank you so much for watching guys and I'll see you in the next one cheers and peace.